Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, good morning. This is, uh, what are we, 44? This is, this is 44, yes. This is episode number 44 of the Young Anointed Podcast. Um, my name is Martel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are at war, but it's cool because we're still here. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. The crown is still on, even though I was trying to be rocked this morning. We're still here. How you doing? Yeah. So, um, this, I, it's been happening recently, but this morning I... Of course, did my usual pray in session, but it had to, it just didn't stop. It it went all the way up until 55 or 751. Mm -hmm. um, because I started, I randomly, so there was the question of what's God's, what's Satan's goal? What's Satan's right. goal was the question. And I wasn't really looking too hard into it but i was just led from scripture to scripture to scripture and then i just started thinking and every all the pieces that i've known started to come together and i just had to start writing so i just started typing out all of my thoughts um onto one document and then it, that's i i just felt like this was what needs to be said today <laughs> So I just want to, instead of like trying to talk about this just yet, I want to just read what I wrote and then talk about it from there. Cool. Ooh, I lost you again. Hold on. There we go. Okay. We're back. Okay. You wrote. That's the last thing I heard that you started writing. So I just want to read what I wrote and then we talk about, talk about it. This is just not my day technologically. Hold on. No, this is the war. This is the war. This is this is information that can't get out. This is information they don't want people to hear. All right, we're back. Cool. All right, cool. No, this all makes sense. This is information <laughs> that you don't that the the opposing side would not want people to know this is it Makes this sense. is the game this is the Makes this sense. is the war right here so i don't know if like my i cut off for everybody or i don't know if i just cut off for karen but um this i'm gonna read this okay let's go the battle in the heavenly realm is between god and then Parentheses, God's heavenly army, Jesus, and all those who believe in Christ and follow his commands, and Satan, along with his rebellious fallen angels and all who they influence. This massive game of chess spans from the moment Satan rebelled, Revelation 12, to the end when God established the new heaven and the new earth. So at the end of Revelation, it says God's going to establish a new heaven and earth. The pawns on the board are all of the people and spirits that God and Satan have influence over. 
you and I and anybody and everybody in human history and who, who will be born onto this planet. In order to advance a piece on the board, the player, God or Satan, must influence the pawn to act on his behalf. So that means that the pawn, us, you, all of us, are pawns on the board, and we have to, and and it's God or Satan's goal to influence us to act on their behalf because they don't directly grab a piece and move it. Mm-hmm. Free will, Philippians 2.13, Satan's deception. God does this through Jesus and all of his kingdom citizens. We talked about the kingdom last week. The kingdom mm-hmm. citizens are the people who believe in Christ and represent the kingdom and are influencing other people to follow the rules of the kingdom. We follow the laws that are written in the law book, the Bible, God's word, kingdom citizens. So all of us working together to spread the influence. Satan does this through his angels. So we read in Revelations that, well, in Revelations, Satan fell. Satan was thrown out of heaven, but along with him, he took his angels, the people, the, the angels that follow him. And so on the earth, I guess I'm supposed to read this and then come back and discuss it. But <laughs> the authority given to Satan came when evil was introduced to the world, which gave him what he needed to influence the entire human race. Jesus speaks of the kingdom because through our belief in him and the kingdom, God's plan is active on earth but also the number of pieces on God's side of the board increases. Be fruitful, multiply, Genesis 9, 7. So the goal of Satan is to win the finite game of chess against God. Finite. I say finite because this game will not last forever. And in fact, on the scale of eternity, this game is a very short game. Revelations 12, 12 says that Satan has a very short amount of time and he knows that. Another aspect of this game is the fact that pieces can switch sides. One side, God can influence a piece on Satan's side to switch sides. Mm. Jesus says that you are either with him or against him because you will be on one side or other or the other side, no matter what. Right. Matthew 13, Matthew 12, 30 and Matthew 12, 25. You are with us or you are with me or against me. He literally says it. There is no neutral ground. After the moment you were, after the moment you're born, there's no neutral ground. Satan's influence and his angels are why we can't be on neutral ground. The ways of the world and our flesh automatically make us move for Satan. So we do not consciously choose to give our life. So if we don't consciously choose to give our life to Christ and represent the kingdom on our own, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we're working for Satan. And the most people, the majority of people on the planet are working for Satan unintentionally. Mm. All that is needed to spread Satan's influence is to do what is pleasurable, comfortable, easy, and normal. And when you do this human nature, and when you do this human nature or social proof says that you have an effect on anyone who could be influenced by you, anyone so if you're a parent your kid automatically you don't have to be actively doing anything but the way you live influences the people who see you on earth the devil seems to have an advantage but god can do more with fewer numbers because god is much smarter in the game much smarter in the game 
And a testament to this is the fact that if you don't do what you are supposed to on earth, someone will fill your place and fulfill God's purpose. This is why we must always make sure that our desires and goals are in alignment with God's will, because if they aren't, we will fall off and work for Satan, whether you want to or not. The biggest trick that Satan has is convincing you that you aren't even a part of the game, which is the majority of people. They don't believe in anything. If you're an atheist, if you just undecided, whatever, you're on the wrong side <laughs> because you're not actively working. You're, you're, you're probably confusing other people. Because in this way of thinking, you are unconsciously working for Satan and don't see any reason to change. All pawns are playing at all times. If you are on God's side and die on earth, you become a part of God's heavenly team with no competition. So after heaven, after heaven and earth are gone and there's a new one built, you're on his side. No competition. You get to live. You die here and you live more. Right. You live for eternity. If you're on Satan's side and die on earth, you get destroyed when Satan does. But Satan does not care for your life and cannot grant you eternal life. And Satan is against God mm -hmm. and God's army. So to him, we are nothing. Satan is against God. Satan cannot give you eternal life. When Satan uses you and you die here, there is nothing else for you. This is why Satan's wishes are to use us for his purposes up to the point where, where it kills us. Satan gives people riches, then throws them away because God and Satan are working with the same tool, influence. If Satan can make you rich and famous while working for him, meaning you can gain the attention and admiration of the masses and have you, and have you promoting the ways of the world and the desires of the flesh, Galatians 5, if he can make you famous and, and everybody pay attention to you and you do all these things that are normal to human beings or normal to the flesh, you will be actively and unconsciously or consciously be moving people to his side of the board. On the flip side, if you win for Christ as a kingdom ambassador, you can live forever and will be leading people to life with your success. Flip side of the board. If you win for Christ, that means you will be influencing people on the opposite direction, which is adding more players to God's side of the board. And the reward for you when you are no longer on the board is you are still living eternal life. Let's get back to it. This is why God wants you to win. In fact, he needs you as an example and a chief marketing tool for your life for the lives of everyone else who might be on the planet during the same time as you look you're not gonna live forever we already we already know that you got about 85 <laughs> 90 years but during those 85 90 years it is crucially important for you to be playing for god's side because you could be influencing the next generation you could be influencing people in this generation and everything that happens matters because you're always in the game like we said earlier you're always in the game God nor Satan can lose within the time frame of one lifespan. All the strategic moves on the board are for the ultimate end game of the player influencing the pieces. God, Satan's not just trying to hurt you because he just hates you and individually you just matter so much. You're not that important. You're not that important. Right. He's trying to get you 
so that you can influence the next person and the next person and the next person and that person has kids and that kid grows up and becomes the president of the United States and then influences the country. We don't know. Satan's end game is to, to overthrow God and heaven and we don't know what could happen after that. God's end game is life with him in the new heaven and the new earth. So if God wins, we get to live with God in the new heaven and new earth at peace. If Satan wins, no one knows what could happen after that. <laughs> there's no, there's no, well, one, there's just no way that we could know. But also if you, if you were to die, because because remember Satan wanted to be God. So if for Satan to win this game and you didn't even matter while you were alive and while he was trying to use you to win this game, because of course your life isn't that important to him mm -hmm. other than to influence other people, no one knows what could happen. I couldn't imagine how, I, I couldn't imagine it being any good for any of us. <laughs> so that's what the document says. So for people that are listening right now, Martel, <laughs> Martel and I always start on time at 8 a.m. And if there's, there has to be some super interrupting reason as to why we won't start on time. And I'm really glad that we kind of have these technical difficulties, not because I didn't want to do the podcast, but it just shows that Martel had something of value to share today and the enemy did his best to aggravate us, to irritate us to the point where we didn't even feel like wanting to share, like share this with you, but you were on fire this morning. You said you worked up until what, 7.55, right? Yeah, well, 7.51, I think is when I checked my phone to see if you were up or on the uh, thing. Okay, okay. This was this was a lot so i'm trying to think of where to start off with let's go back to the top let's go back to the top so just skimming through this i was um thankfully i got this before we started the episode so i was able to take a little like take some time to take a look at it because i had brought up this topic yesterday like we actually we brought this up last week because if you listen to the um the kingdom mindset episode last week there were several things that we knew we could have compound on or kind of dive a little bit deeper into. And one of the things that was presented was what is the, what is the goal of Satan? And throughout this, I was writing down a couple of notes as you were reading it again. And a couple of thing, themes that are coming to mind is like separation and distance, right? So if this is all a game and God and Satan- and, and One on, thing too though, hold up. It's, yeah, yeah. it's all a game. But you aren't the one controlling any of the pieces. People exactly. like to think of life as like a chess game, like everybody's here playing chess. No, you aren't. You're just, you're a pawn on the board. Yeah. <laughs> Understand yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're a pawn on the board in this, in this giant yet simple game that either will lead you to death or eternal life after death right and separation was just a key theme for me throughout throughout this um this text that you wrote because 
the goal of Satan. So like summarizing it all in, in my head, these are, these are my words. Now the goal of Satan is to cause distance and separation from the truth, right? He wants to get you so far away from God that you don't even recognize him. He wants you can, to continue to operate in an uncomfortable distance that may be warm for you and hot for others. And here's the thing too. There are Christians, people who follow the Lord that are still actually playing for Satan and they don't know. And it's because they've never actually made contact, you know, spiritually, like with the blood of Jesus, that is, that is saving. They're just continuing to operate in a space that is safe for them. Um, but the tricky part is that's one of Satan's gimmicks, right? He's like, oh yeah, you go ahead and just thank you playing for the Lord. You actually playing for me. So point one for team Satan, right? And it's just, it's so interesting to think about how like people always gravitate towards like, um, the really the really deep parables in the bible like you know about the thief and you know about the people who like commit adultery but it's also about the people who aren't consistent in the word it's also about the people who remain at a comfortable difference and never do anything with the gifts that they've been given knowing that they're god given right so once you're given the truth it's your job to operate on it but the fact of the matter is you're still upon on satan's side if you don't do anything with the truth you've been given you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's that's just what I'm seeing throughout this. So I'm, I'm thinking about how like we have to be really careful. It's not all about um, what is it? A lot of people, a lot of people that I know, like are consistently meditating on like, you know, the seven deadly sins or whatever, like gluttonous, adultery, things of that nature. And I don't even know what they are, to be honest. I don't know what they are. But people are like, oh my God, like focus on that. But like, what about the gimmicks of Satan? What about the secret ones that are like hidden in your daily routine? that you don't know that are actually benefiting Satan, not playing for God's kingdom. So just throughout you this, I was saying, go ahead, go ahead. Or you lose out when you don't see the big picture. This exactly. is the big picture. Yeah. This is literally the big picture. We're all concerned about the, the stuff like the seven deadly sins, or I don't want to do this, this specific thing. Or if I mm -hmm. shoot somebody, that's bad, but everything else should be all right. <laughs> right. Everything no. else is all right. Yeah. This is the end game. This is the big picture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely make sure that you, you're on your P's and Q's with the, the, the tactics, the small strategies, but make sure that you see the, the overall. That's like, you remember the, uh, when the, when the, uh, what were the Pharisees, they were coming and talking to Jesus because Jesus had just healed somebody on the Sabbath and they, they were all like, oh man, you, you're wrong. <laughs> you right. can't be healing people right. on the Sabbath day. What's wrong with you? That's that's small-minded, and that's that that means they have completely missed the point. Mm. Jesus, big picture, mm. <laughs> big picture. The Pharisees, very small. You did this, and we think it's supposed to be like this. That's a trick. <laughs> you're losing. You're losing the game for for God. Why do you think, um, so I, I feel like with you, like once you get, once something kind of falls in your lap, especially with scripture, like you take off and, and run, for, like run with it. What do you think the, the main inspiration for you, like writing this two page document was like, where did it start? What was like the click that kind of kept you going? Um, what was the click that got me going? Like, what was the first thing that I read? Mm. 
more so like you start reading right and you're like okay yeah cool and then like what was like the oh shoot I have to keep going on this because you spent time Um, on it because I know you get up early so you spent a lot of time on this the tangent came well I because I went and so I was just going to go back I was just going to go to my bible plan if you guys use you version the bible app I was just going to go to my plan and just, you know, read for what was going on today. But I stopped on, I never stop on the homepage, but they've got a homepage and I read the verse of the day for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his purpose. Mm-hmm. And so after I was listening to the lady talk about it, then I went to that verse and I thought I had a split thought of um, what is God's goal? The picture, actually, I literally the picture that the screenshot or the picture that you took and sent me was flashed in my head. And then I went off. And I didn't have the title till the end because I automatically started thinking about will his will works inside of us to fill his good purpose his mm-hmm. good purpose mm-hmm. i think of chess i thought of a chessboard and then the, the picture of the chessboard continued to develop as i was going from uh scripture to scripture and then i was i, I mean i honestly i can't even say that like i was going from scripture to scripture because i knew which one it was like a word i'd figure out where it was and i'd write it down I'd, and then I'd get the, the I'd complete the whole thought and then I'd be led to the next scripture. The next scripture would give me the next part of this right here. Mm. And so that went all the way to the end. Because these are all scriptures that I had read before or I had knew a piece of, but you know how the Holy Spirit works. Yep. It'll just, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will just give you a piece of it and it's like, okay, boom, this is what you need to go do next. And so that's how I ended up doing the whole thing. And it was mm-hmm. just like a non, a non-stop until it was done. And I don't even think it's, I mean, this is the full thing, but I think it's not done. No, yeah, I can look at this now and I, I know like, I know you personally, you're not done. It's really interesting to see how like all of the, all the thoughts are cohesive and they're all kind of like stringing along together. And that's what, that's something that I find really cool about the Bible. Like as you dive into it, different themes or lessons or contexts in different verses will start to like draw across to different verses and different books of the Bible to give you this, this full picture of for you today was chess and the war. Um, but it, it just, it just really speaks to, Satan's ultimate goal, which is separation. If you want to know the goal of Satan, it's to beat God. He already said that. Yeah. (laughs) He's 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 trying to beat God in this game. He's right there. (laughs) He wants to be God. So he has, so in order to do that, he has to beat God. He fell. He fell. He was thrown. No, he he wasn't. No, he didn't fall. He was thrown out of heaven Mm -hmm. along with his angels. Mm -hmm. He influenced Eve, okay? Mm-hmm. He gained authority over the earth at this point. He knows his time was short. These are all, these, this is all in the Bible. 
He knows his he knows his time was short. So his first move, I am going to influence this one to introduce evil onto the planet. If evil is into the into the planet, I now can influence. I'm a part of the game. Mm-hmm. I now have influence. So from that point forward, it's what how can I gain more and more authority and more and more influence so that I can compete against God? Same goal, because eternity, we're not there. We're thinking about day to day. We're thinking about today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, our life, whatever. Eternal beings think in eternity, <laughs> but they have, but he has to play on the span of earth, <laughs> mm. heaven and earth. He has to play during this time frame because he has fallen from heaven. Another point, the beings that fell with him, we think that Satan by himself is coming up and trying to mess with everybody all day. Mm. It's not the case. Satan is the leader of the bad team, okay? Satan <laughs> is the leader of the bad team. The bad team is all of the angels that fell with him, the rebellious angels that he led in a battle against God. You remember our in Revelation, Revelation 12, mm-hmm. Gabriel, no, let me find exactly the which, <laughs> which one it was. Because they're the ones who kicked him out of, uh, out of heaven. So, yeah, we're talking about the dragon, Bill the Fury, because he was going down to you. Therefore, rejoice in heaven. You will dwell with them, kicked out of heaven. Now he has to dwell with us. The dragon in heaven. Okay, so Satan got his butt whooped. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. So there's a fight. There was a whole fight going on in heaven. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. They lost. Michael and the homies, they beat Satan. They fell. Mm Mm-hmm. The dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan. They they literally, if you were to have any confusion about who they were talking about, they gave you three different options. They said the serpent called the devil or Satan. Okay, so so you cannot get confused on that. Who leads the whole world astray? He was hurled to the earth. They just repeated the same thing again so that you cannot miss this part. <laughs> and his angels with him so let's talk about his angels his angels are the ones that influence who who have all the the powers of influence of the the different kings throughout the bible they they are the ones who come and whisper in the people's ear hey you should overthrow them you should go kill all those people you should get rid of all the firstborn sons you should you, you remember so like and I wish I had all the names of the individual kings, but there was a king um, in, the, in the Bible before the flood. There was a king who was completely, uh, he was stuck on sexual immorality. His thing was sexual immorality. So that angel, that Satan, one of Satan's angels, 
was down there and he was influencing this guy and all, everything about it. You talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. That's his works. We, we look, we remember we're not against flesh and blood. It's never against, it's never me versus you because there's a bigger game that's being played right here. Mm-hmm. So Sodom and Gomorrah is not a product of one bad guy. Hitler is not Hitler because he just was that way and because he just hates everybody. Mm. Hitler becomes Hitler because he is, it has to get influenced by a being that knows evil and wants to win the game for Satan. Mm-hmm. So the kings, so the Sodom and Gomorrah, the people who let who made that happen, influenced by the same angels that fell from heaven <laughs> with Satan. Same game, same game, whether it was in day one or day 2021. <laughs> same game angel or the satan has his people god has his people boom my my brain is exploding right now <laughs> not not because this is so complex but like this is really simple this is really really simple it's super simple you're but either you would you would miss it by if you go to church you'll probably miss it mm-hmm. if you go to church you'll probably miss it guaranteed because <laughs> it's almost guaranteed because at church they're going to tell you to be nice to everybody at church they're going to tell you to make sure that you give your tithe and offering they're going to make sure that they tell you x y and z mm-hmm. small parts of the whole if you mm-hmm. never stop to read for yourself, you can never put this whole picture together. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to do it. Literally won't no. happen. And it's not like this came from my thoughts. This, I was led to this. <laughs> Ayo, we are not saying don't go to church. <laughs> do not take what Martel said and not go to church. Hey, I'm saying, listen, don't be too wrapped up on being religious. Exactly. And that's the thing that's and this. I think I told you about this book that I'm reading, Biblical Theology, and it kind of just breaks down different sectors of religion. And it's so interesting how people get caught up in the habits, like the the non tradition, the non salvation critical things. Yes, the, the tradition. And they miss the point. Your soul is not determined, like your the the worth of your soul is not determined on how many times you have communion in a week. Okay. <laughs> it's, not. it's not. It's it's really not. Is it important? Yes. Is it salvation critical? Probably not. And we're getting we're getting distracted by the minutiae and the details. And you have to be careful because the devil wants you to do that too. He wants you to focus on that. He wants you to focus on the basic details that keep you from developing a personal relationship, from diving into the text yourself. Separation. Separation to cause death. For you to lose your soul. We're talking about beyond, beyond the flesh and bone life, okay? We're talking about after you die, where your spirit resides based on how you lived and what you were focused on. I thought she was going to say something. I'm looking at you. Minutia. No, I, I just looked up the word minutia. That's the perfect Oh, I'm word. sorry. Like the, the nitty gritty details. Sorry. 
No, because I like I had an idea, but I've never actually looked up the definition of it. The small, precise, or trivial details of something. Yes. I Satan wants you to be stuck on the minutia, one hundred percent stuck on the minutia. Mm-hmm. Because if you're stuck on the minutia, you will not see the big picture. And if you don't see the big picture, then you can't possibly, you cannot possibly <laughs> be actively and consciously working for God's side. You might, you might, you know, if you're if you just if you just have all great, wonderful, fantastic kingdom influences around you, you might accidentally, unconsciously be working on the right side. But if you are actively, consciously seeing the big picture and working on God's side, you are dangerous. You're you got to sharpen that every day. You have to sharpen that vision every day. Every day. Every single do something to sharpen that vision every single day. And it's it's so interesting, y'all, because like for anybody who knows me, I grew up in church. I grew up in church and I was a relatively good kid, but I didn't become dangerous until I really started reading the Bible for myself. I cracked that book open and I was like, wait, this will help me with this. Wow. Okay. What about this? That's in here too. You telling me there's nothing new under the sun. You telling me that every single point of turmoil that I've ever had in, in my, in my short lived life is in this Bible what there's nothing new under the sun y'all there's really not there's Mm, not and you'll stop being you'll stop being let down by people and surprised by the 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 influx and the flow of life if you ground yourself in something that's worthwhile it is worth developing a relationship with god by diving into the word daily okay i'm finished i like holding this mic it's important Let's you know that you're gonna say something important. <laughs> I'm gonna put it back on me now. I've stepped off my soapbox. Yeah, so we're at the time, but listen, minutia. <laughs> word of the day, minutia. <laughs> Shoot, that's the that's the words of wisdom because I ain't got any. <laughs> The whole episode, the whole episode was the words of wisdom. We are at war. Actually, that's we, are at we are at war. war. And don't get trapped into the minutia because the minutia will make you work for the wrong side. There's only two sides and you are on one of them. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to, whether you care to be on one side or not, you're on one of them. But if you don't know what side you're on, chances are you're on the wrong one. <laughs> if you don't care about what side you're on, you're on the wrong one. If you are yeah, not actively and consciously thinking about what you're doing, you're on the wrong side. Plain and simple. Um. That's the episode. I hope that uh, I I know that whatever whoever is going to whoever's supposed to hear it is going to hear it. And so I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you heard it. I'm thankful for what's going to happen when it with that information that you now have. Um, this document, I don't know what I want to do with it, but I'm just going to have it. Maybe um, maybe I'll do something with it at some point. But yeah, that's the game. That's the game. I've never seen the full. I've 
Like I've thought of the full picture, but this is it. This is the war. This that's is the war. That's that's the episode. That's it. So everybody, have a good day. This was episode 44. <laughs> See y'all next week. I'm Martel. <laughs> and I'm Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. Peace. Peace.